there, fellow sojourners, and welcome back to another edition of Appropriate the Culture. As Boycott Month continues, we turn to the vanguard of the Pride Movement and Boycott Media. I'm Pastor Shane, and I'll be your Luddite today as we appropriate some culture. So recently I turned 40 and not a single one of you gave me a gift. And after all, I've given you. But if you weren't publicly educated, then you should realize with a little math that my childhood was in the 80s and 90s. And children's entertainment of that era was undergirded with public service announcements like this from G.I. Joe. Johnny Catch! Oh no! Let's tell mom it was Billy's mistake. You're making the mistake. Flint! Anyone can have an accident, but lying makes it worse. But mom will be upset. She'll be even more upset if you lie. And how would you feel if Billy got punished? Face up to what you've done. Don't take the easy way out. We'll tell her we did it. Remember, it's better to tell the truth. And that's no lie. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! Your mom uh, had an accident. I'll uh, take you to her. Uh-oh. Look, Wild Bill! Who was that? Some stranger. He said Donnie's mom was hurt. I didn't know if I should go with him. Well, just don't do what a stranger says. Check it out with an adult you know. Remember, a stranger can mean danger. Now I know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! And even better was He-Man. The most powerful man in the universe would draw out life lessons from the story you just watched like so. In today's story, Elena tried taking a magic potion which she thought would help her. Well, she found out there aren't any magic potions. And you know what? There aren't any magic drugs either. Anytime you take one from anybody but your parents or your doctor, you're taking a very big chance. You're gambling with your health, maybe even your life. Drugs don't make your problems go away. They just create more. There are times when everybody dreams of becoming very rich or powerful. But what they don't think about are the problems and responsibilities that go with it. In today's story, He-Man was tested, and he proved his worth when he was able to resist the temptation to use his great power for any selfish gain. He knew that it's just as important to know when not to use force as it is to know when to use it. Now, I don't think it's simply nostalgia that has me looking back on that with fondness. It's pretty great. Not only is it providing moral guidance and instilling values in child viewers, but it's also spurring analytical thought, teaching and training how to draw out themes from stories. Because all stories have themes, they have messages, they have ideas that they are communicating. They're presenting a worldview of some kind. And that's wholly appropriate. Stories should have themes. Stories should communicate ideas. And children's stories for generations have been vehicles for inculcating morality and instilling values. And that's still true, only now the value is pride. From Sesame Street to the Muppets to Disney to whatever that pig one is, the PSA is LGBTQ. Cartoon Network's We Baby Bears instruct your kids into the world of pronouns. We found Jared, poor lad, and this be Winnie. Hey there! I am the great Winifred. She, her. Actor extraordinaire. There be new crew. This is awesome! Our crew also has a new addition, Pete Box. 
They use they, them pronouns, and they pick an exceptionally good quiche. <laughs> Yar, well, Nutbox. I use they, them pronouns as well. So, let's get this pirate adventure going! And Paramount Plus's new cartoon redefines what it means to be a transformer. Um, can you switch? Uh... Nightshade's pronouns are they, them. He or she just doesn't fit who I am. My apologies. Please switch their piece. Now, the plan. Disney's proud family, Louder and Prouder, whose showrunner infamously said that she had a not-at-all-secret gay agenda, wasn't kidding. Boo! We need to take you shopping for some new Wismar wedges because what are those? Wow! You're sort of like too! Yeah, girl! I'm snatched! I wish you would snatch that wig up! Michael, you look good! You got- More style than all of you? I know. What did you do, girl? Michael. I told you I could upgrade you, girl. <laughs> Guess he's not into girls, huh? That's what's up. Are you, Michael? Hater. The new Spider-Man features a trans flag and a BLM sticker to boot. Of course, they'll be removed from the China release, but the point remains entertainment, and perhaps even especially children's entertainment, is and always has been a vehicle for inculcating morality and instilling values. In the minds of these creators, what they're doing is no different than the PSAs of G.I. Joe or the life lessons of He-Man. The creator of the educational video series Queer Kids Stuff lays this out in her TED Talk. Now I know what you're thinking. Whoa, they're talking about gay stuff with kids? But talking to kids about gay stuff is actually crucial. The American Academy of Pediatrics has found that children have a solid understanding of their gender identity by the age of four. This is when children are developing their sense of self. They're observing the world around them, absorbing that information and internalizing it. Now, most parents want their children to become kind, empathetic, self-confident adults, and exposure to diversity is an important part of that social and emotional development. And gender non-conforming kids and trans kids and kids with trans and non-binary and queer parents are everywhere. But I get one comment over and over again. Let kids be kids. Well, that's a nice sentiment and all, but only if it actually includes all kids. Just a few weeks ago, a 15-year-old in Huntsville, Alabama, died by suicide after being bullied for being gay. In 2018, it was a seven-year-old in Denver, Colorado. There have been and will be many more. Lesbian, gay, and bisexual teens are more than three times more likely to attempt suicide than their heterosexual peers, and transgender teens are almost six times more likely. According to one study, roughly one-third of homeless youth identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, or questioning, and about 4% of homeless youth identify as transgender compared with 1% of the general youth population surveyed. The crushing statistics, the violence, the mental health risks, the well-meaning but flawed response my parents gave me when I came out, that they didn't want me to have a harder life. That's what we're up against.
But in the face of all that, I choose joy. I choose rainbows and unicorns and glitter, and I sing that it's okay to be gay with my childhood stuffed teddy bear. I make queer media for kids because I wish I had this when I was their age. I make it so others don't have to struggle through what I did, not understanding my identity because I didn't have any exposure to who I could be. I teach and spread this message through joy and positivity instead of framing it around the hardships of queer life. I want kids to grow up and into themselves with pride for who they are and who they can be, no matter who they love or what they wear or what pronouns they use. And I want them to love others for their differences, not in spite of them. I think fostering this pride and empathy will make the world a kinder and more equal place and combat the bigotry and hate that festers in our world. So, talk to a kid about gender. Talk to a kid about sexuality. Teach them about consent. Tell them it is okay for boys to wear dresses and for girls to speak up. Let's spread radical queer joy. That's what they're doing, spreading radical queer joy. And this is being done in all entertainment. It's just more pronounced in children's entertainment because children are, well, not very bright. And so all the subtlety is stripped away so that they can get the message. But the problem is not that children's programming has messages. They should have messages. The problem is not even that they're attempting to instill values. The problem is the values that they're trying to instill. You know, in storytelling, the best villains are the ones who are the heroes in their own minds. These are villains, but they're not mustache twirlers. They're the heroes in their own stories. They earnestly believe they are making the world a better place. Now, they're absolutely not, because embracing sin does not produce good results. It does not lead ultimately to joy or peace or human flourishing. What they are doing is foisting misery on people, which unwittingly was demonstrated in the sad statistics of that TED Talk. Her premise is that those horrible suicide, drug addiction, and homelessness stats are being caused by the lack of acceptance of LGBTQ plus individuals. But the huge problem with that is the data. According to the CDC, suicide rates for 10 to 24-year-olds increased 52.2% from 2000 to 2021. A lot more suicide. Is that because we're less accepting now? Gay marriage wasn't even legal in 2000. According to a study in pediatrics, from 1950 to 1990, the suicide rate for adolescents 15 to 19-year-olds increased by 300%. That was probably due to the great sexual regression of the 1960s and the explosion of prudishness. And homelessness? Homelessness is greater in areas that are affirming. According to U.S. News in 2020, states with the highest rates of homelessness calculated as the number of people experiencing homelessness per 1,000 residents in the states were California, Vermont, Oregon, and Hawaii. Washington, D.C. has a higher homelessness rate than any state, with over 6.5 people experiencing homelessness per 1,000 residents. And homelessness in San Francisco has only increased over the past 15 years. If only San Francisco would get over their bigotry and love gays more, they would solve the problem of homelessness. And drug use? According to NPR, drug overdoses have grown exponentially since the 1970s, and that's clearly because we've become a more regressive society. 
Now, it certainly is true that self-identified LGBTQ people have higher rates of suicide attempts. Again, according to the CDC, in 2021, more than a quarter, 26.3% of high school students identifying as lesbian, gay, or bisexual reported attempting suicide in the prior 12 months. This rate was five times higher than the rate reported among heterosexual students, 5.2%. There is definitely a correlation, but the question is causation. When I see a correlation between smoking cigarettes and lung cancer, I don't then conclude that the problem is that there's just not enough positive examples of smoking in television and film. No, I think the correlation is attributable to a different cause. We see destructive outcomes with LGBTQ because it is destructive behavior. Sin, even in this world, mostly, if not always, leads eventually to misery. And if that's the true cause of suicidal ideation among the LGBTQ, then all of this media championing it is the equivalent of marketing cigarettes to children. That's messed up. Now, when it comes to Boycott Month, this is a challenge. Not because it's hard to not watch these programs, and you shouldn't, but because economic pressure, I think, will only go so far. It might push some change from the top down, but ultimately, I don't think capitalistic forces are enough of a deterrent because they're artists, and they're artists on a moral crusade. Capitalism wouldn't stop me from putting out my ideas. Believe me, I've written a number of books for children. Not one of them was a financial winner. But the point is, I don't think a boycott is sufficient to defeat this ideology. We need our ideology to infiltrate the marketplace. All stories have themes and communicate a worldview and message. And children's programming has always been a means to instill values and a framework for morality. The question is, whose values and whose morality is it going to be? We need cultural engagement. All right, that'll do for today. Per usual, like, subscribe, share, rate, review, buy one of my books, join my author's Facebook page, and I'll see you next time for more Appropriate in the Culture. <laughs>